Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode of Mommy Luxury's Strong Ass Mother Podcast. Today's episode will be on postpartum depression for moms and dads. Before I get started with this episode, I wanted to underline two things. Number one, I am not a medical expert and I am only going off of my experiences and from what I've seen online and from my peers. If you feel like you or someone you know has postpartum depression, seek professional help. Number two, this episode may trigger some moms, some dads, and some of my listeners, so this is my trigger warning. For continuing on, please proceed with care. Now, before I dive deeper into this subject, I wanted to quickly make a distinction between postpartum and postpartum depression. During the first weeks after giving birth, your body begins to heal and adjust to not being pregnant. This is called postpartum, also known as the postpartum period or postpartum recovery. Your body goes through many changes as you recover. These changes are different for every woman. Usually, postpartum recovery will vary and can be more painful for others regardless on if you had a vaginal birth or a C-section. I can't really speak on C-sections because I haven't had one. However, having a C-section is a major surgery and the recovery process can be brutal and extremely difficult. I've witnessed a few friends and family members go through it and I honestly commend them for it. Postpartum recovery for vaginal births obviously will vary depending on your pain tolerance but also your tear degree. When you give birth vaginally, you may be subject to tearing, and the tearing starts from first degree to fourth degree. The higher the number, well, the higher the tear, which ultimately means more stitching, which could obviously mean more pain while recovering. Regardless of how the birth happened though, before leaving the hospital, they give you medication to cope with the pain for both C-sections and vaginal births. Listen. You can't walk straight, you can't sit normally, you can't shit, but you gotta do all three anyways. And even before you leave the hospital, they need to make sure that you've peed. If you don't pee, you can't leave. However, postpartum recovery is not to be taken lightly. As much as you want to do everything, you won't be able to do everything and for some anything at all because of the state of your body. It is important to know that you should rest as much as you can. Overworking may result in something bad like your stitches opening up, especially in the case of a C-section. So please be kind to your body. Listen to your body as you embark on your recovery journey. Now, you may be asking yourself, why am I talking about postpartum recovery? Well, that very subject actually ties into postpartum depression and can be a reason why new moms or a recurring mom may go through it. It can also be a reason for new dads or recurring ones as their partner's recovery may affect them in ways they may not ever tell you. Postpartum depression, or PPD in short form, is real, is difficult, is scary, and if not careful, can turn extremely serious. It's a serious topic that deserves its own episode, which is why I wanted to make one and talk about it today. Now, I may not touch on everything about this subject, but the goal is to shed awareness. To everyone listening, don't get it twisted. Postpartum depression is more common with moms, 
but isn't just limited to them. Fathers can develop it as well, and today we will talk about how it affects both parties. Let's also not confuse PPD with the baby blues or the daddy blues. Let's start with baby blues. Baby blues is obviously a lot more common than PPD, however, it doesn't last long. Typically, by the time your little one turns one to two weeks old, the feelings should subside. Usually, the symptoms of baby blues happens in the first few days after you've given birth, and normally, no treatment is needed because it's a lot less serious than postpartum depression. Having these emotional ups and downs are common, more common than you think actually, and all of this is usually caused with all the changes that comes with your new baby. Now, you may ask yourself, well, what are the symptoms for baby blues? Here they are as well as how to treat it. Both of them are brought to you by WebMD.com. So, your mood swings go from happy to sad very quickly. One minute you're proud of the job that you're doing as a new mom and the next you're crying because you think you're not good enough or that you're not up for the task. You don't feel like eating or taking care of yourself because you're exhausted. You feel irritable, overwhelmed, anxious. Now, how do you treat it? You should start to feel better if you do what your body needs during this stressful time, which is sleep as much as you can and rest your body when your baby is napping. I know it's not always easy, but try to do it. Eat foods that are good for you. You'll feel better with healthy fuel in your system. Go for a walk, exercise, fresh air, sunshine can do wonders for you. Accept help when people offer it. Relax. Don't worry about chores. Just focus on you and your baby. 80% of new moms will go through this whether you want to acknowledge it or not. If you don't feel better after the first two weeks, it may and most likely be postpartum depression. Daddy blues, on the other hand, is also a thing for about the same reasons as the mom. However, the lack of sleep, a baby that won't stop crying, the chaos of a frantic new mom, responsibilities of caring for your new family, the perceived need to be the anchor during this phase can be can make a father feel blue. Dads that are struggling with the daddy blues will probably not discuss it openly, but you'll probably notice a change in how they act. Him not being able to relax or him withdrawing from your little family, excessive worry, appetite changes, moodiness can all be signs of daddy blues. But let's not forget that this too shouldn't last more than one to two weeks. And if it continues, then it's most likely not that. Okay, with all of that being said, let's jump into postpartum depression. Now, this is where my trigger warning really enters, simply because this may bring back some awful memories for some, so they deserve to have this warning. So here we go. Postpartum depression is the other side of motherhood that the general public doesn't always like to talk about, tend to push it under the rug like it's not there. Depression as a whole and postpartum depression is still seen as a taboo subject. Usually feeling ashamed is how one may feel when they either tell someone they have it or they know that they have it but feel ashamed to talk about it so they don't. And unfortunately, in some cultures, they also dismiss it completely, which makes both of those topics harder to bring forward or to even talk about. Even more so if you're a man. 
Not everyone has supportive parents, supportive loved ones, or supportive and understanding partners. And the key word is understanding. You can have all the support in the world, but they still don't understand. One in seven women will experience PPD. Let's start with PPD with new mamas, and I will complete this segment with the dads. What is postpartum depression? Postpartum depression is the most common complication of childbirth. It's a type of depression you may get after you've had a baby. It can start any time during your baby's first year, but it's most common for you to start to feel its effects during the first three weeks after birth. If you have it, you might feel sad, hopeless, guilty, because you may not feel like you want to bond or even care for your baby. Postpartum depression doesn't just affect first-time moms. You can get it even if you didn't have it with your other children. Many reasons can lead to you or to someone you know getting it, and these include the following. Your hormones as number one. We all know that when we're pregnant, our hormone levels rise, but what we sometimes tend to forget is that after we've given birth, those same hormones will drop drastically. And obviously, you won't feel like they've dropped, but they have. And this change can trigger depression in some women. Number two, if depression already runs in your family or if you've had it prior to becoming pregnant, you'll most likely have postpartum depression. Number three, feeling stressed or lingering problems. If you didn't want to be pregnant in the first place where your partner and family don't help you care for your baby or not supportive, you're more likely to become depressed as a new mom. The condition is also more common among women with money issues, problems with drug or alcohol, or other big sources of stress. Young women who are very young, who aren't prepared to care for or support their baby are also at risk. Now for the symptoms. As per usual, everyone will react differently and will have different symptoms, but these are some to pay attention to. Sadness, loss of hope, despair, feeling unable to care for your baby or do basic chores, crying a lot and sometimes for no reason, trouble feeling close to your baby or bonding, lost interest in food, sex, self-care, and other things you used to enjoy, you're sleeping too much, trouble with focus, learning, or memory. You don't feel like you're doing a good job as a new mom. You could have anxiety and panic attacks. Now that you know what postpartum depression is, what it could look like, here's how you can treat it. Listen, and listen carefully. You may not want to talk about it or even tell someone that you're feeling depressed after going through such a magical moment because you're embarrassed, but seeking help, seeking treatment will be the key to make you feel like yourself again. So don't wait. Do it right away. If you have symptoms of postpartum depression, mamas, or even the baby blues, don't ease up after two weeks. Get in touch with your doctor right away. Don't wait for your six-week checkup because that's a month and you can't wait that long. When you go to your doctor, your doctor may prescribe you a medication. They might also suggest antidepressants. They may suggest you do some counseling or therapy. Exercise daily. Include fun things in your day. Meet simple goals. Relax. Surround yourself with people who care, who send you positive vibes. Because I'm not a doctor, everything I've mentioned above are brought to you by webmd.com. I'm truly not ashamed to say that I battled with postpartum depression, 
But what helped me is that prior to even giving birth, I had booked an appointment with my therapist just in case I would need it. And a couple of weeks after birth, I did in fact need the session. She was able to help me, guide me back to planet Sabrina and make me remember who I was and how strong I was amongst other things. What people need to understand is that going through therapy and going to therapy for this isn't just one session. It's not just a one and done session. It's continuous. One session will not be enough for you, especially if you're deep into it. Let's get into PPD for new dads or recurring dads. Let's not forget about them too and what they go through. A report in the Journal of the American Medical Association found that 10% of men worldwide showed signs of depression from their first trimester of their wife's pregnancy through six months after the child was born. That number spiked to a whooping 26% during the three to six month period after the baby's arrival. In my opinion, it is a concern because a lot of the times health providers will overlook this whole thing because they're men. And that's a genuine problem because men get this too. So what's the cause? A 2014 study published in Pediatrics found that depression among new dads increased by 68% during the first five years of your baby's life, meaning one in four dads, meaning 3,000 fathers who become depressed daily. Fathers need to understand that it's normal to ask for help, especially if it's your first rodeo. For reasons still unknown, studies show that a man's hormones also shift during pregnancy and after birth. Their testosterone levels drop, estrogen, prolactin, and cortisol go up. Some men even develop symptoms such as nausea and weight gain. Those hormone fluctuations, other risk factors will include a history of the disease, relationship instability, financial problems or stress, and a sick or premature baby. Men who've experienced the loss of a loved ones either in their adult years or prior to becoming a parent or while growing up are also at an increased risk of depression. One of the best ways to predict if a father will be at risk of depression is to look at if his wife also has depression, which could ultimately result in damaging effects within their relationship, but also with their child. Here are the signs of postpartum depression in men. Sadness, irritability, agitation, and or anger. Lashing out. Feeling worthless. Loss of interest in sex or activities that used to bring them joy. Engagement in risky behavior like abusing alcohol or drugs, gambling, or an affair. Shortness of breath. Heart palpitations. Guys who suddenly start to work 60 hours a week may also be depressed since immersing themselves in their job and their work is the way many men cope with stress because they don't want to go through it. This feeling can last from weeks to a couple of months, which is ultimately bad if it's left untreated, if it's ignored. I'm obviously not a male figure, but I think that they need to understand that it is okay to feel this way, obviously, if you get treatment for it. But the point is that I feel like they need to constantly make sure that they're on top of things, especially financially, that they're stoic. They need to be tough and will completely disregard their emotions or their mental state, when in reality, now is when they should be more in tune with them. To every dad out there, 
You're not a monster. You're a normal human being navigating through unknown territories, swimming through unknown waters. Everyone eventually goes through something like this, and so you should speak up if you feel a certain way. And this also goes out to men in general. If you're feeling depressed, anxious, having anxiety attacks or panic attacks, or even if you feel like you want to leave this earth, get help. Talk to someone because trust me when I say you're better off here with people who love you than gone forever, whether if that's physically or mentally. Seek help. When it comes to treating this, it's essentially the same as for moms, but research do show that talk therapy is very effective in treating depression and it can be combined with medication if necessary but there are lots of treatments that can range from traditional to alternative guys moms dads everyone please let's stop the stigma around this topic when it comes to our fathers it makes it worse other than my side conversations and my opinion the bulk of this info came from parent.com I think the bulk of this episode is to ensure that you're surrounded by people who love you, who care for you, and not ones who will stress you during this new stage in your life that won't belittle you, that won't make fun of you. People who will notice if something is wrong and people who will step in if something goes south. Just remember that you are loved no matter what anyone says, but also no matter how you feel, you matter. And so you deserve to be the best for yourself, dad, but for your little one too, mom. Before I let you all go, here are a few postpartum depression resources you can use. Number one, Postpartum Support International, PSI, postpartum.net, is one of the best postpartum depression resources available to women regardless of where you live. The PSI helpline is available to Canadians and internationally. You can call their PSI toll-free helpline at 1-800-944-4773. And I will repeat the number, 1-800-944-4773. The next one is postpartum doulas. There's a few out there. Doula Canada at doulatraining.ca, a Canadian organization that trains doulas and childbirth educators. They offer a listing of doulas practices by the provinces. CAPPA, Child's Birth and Postpartum Professional Association. So www.capppa.net is an international organization for doula training and certification. Next one is ICEA, International Childbirth Education Association. ICEA.org is a non-profit organization that supports doulas and other professional childbirth educators. Donna International, so www.dona.org, is one of the most widely recognized doula certifications organizations. Now, last one is Provincial Crisis Hotline. In addition to the Postpartum Support International's helpline, there are several local crisis hotlines available throughout Canada that are 24-7 in case of an emergency or if you're contemplating suicide, hurting yourself, or hurting someone else. This hotline and the hotline operators are trained to handle emergencies 
especially those pertaining to mental health. So you can rest assured that they will understand what you're going through. They won't laugh at you. Visit the Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention to locate the crisis centers in your province. So suicideprevention.ca-needhelp. And I will repeat, suicideprevention.ca-needhelp. A list of different crisis hotline numbers available by province can also be found on Your Life Counts website, which is www.yourlifecounts.org. And I will repeat, www.yourlifecounts.org. Well, moms, dads, anyone who's listening, this episode was a serious one that needed to be said. Because, especially with the pandemic, a lot of our emotions and a lot of things that are going on in our heads, stay in our heads. And they shouldn't stay in our head. We should be able to talk to someone about it. So I wanted to speak up about this because it is important, especially for the parents, the new parents or recurring parents who had to go through childbirth and raising their babies and all of it alone behind closed doors during the pandemic with all mandates well that's it for today's episode i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and if you do need to re-listen to it please re-listen to it but take care of yourself take care of your loved ones and i'll see you guys soon